I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And we are Two, Two Average, Average Girls. Girls. Happy Tag Tuesday. Here we are. Once again, we've got a little bit of a special show today. Yes, we do. We abruptly ended our show last Tuesday mm-hmm. without mm, as much of a standard out. May have left some people hanging because we turned it into a two-parter. Yes. That's when, not normal for us. It's not. And we didn't realize that was going to happen until we actually spoke with Lonnie and she had so much to talk about and it was all so helpful and useful and such an interesting story that we didn't want to edit anything that she said out so we made it into a two-parter right i think one of our goals and it was the same for lonnie was to shed light on her story but bring it to an ending that was positive Mm -hmm. and really showed her strength yeah as a human being especially as a woman and a mom Mm -hmm. and i think we did a good job I, I think, if I do say so myself, <laughs> I just mean, meaning we we gave it the credit that it deserves yes. and the credit she deserves. Yeah. And we wanted to make sure that we talked a little bit about how she got through all of that. Yeah. So this is the second part of our interview with Lonnie. Enjoy. You had a lot of choices when it came to making decisions on Jimmy's behalf to find and seek treatment. Mm-hmm. How did you maneuver yourself through that? Um, prayer, <laughs> I think, yeah. mostly. God kind of leading us in the right direction, um, seeking. We were seeking, I guess, the best for him, I'm going to say. We are seeking the best, you know, I guess, protocol, maybe you could say, because there's so many things. You know, the medical system, unfortunately, I feel like, one size fits all, right? It's, it's right. the same exact thing for everybody. And what we were hearing from the doctors was just not what I felt was best for him. And, you know, unfortunately, you're going against a very powerful, strong mm-hmm. industry. And, you know, if you think anything differently from what they think, it's kind of like you're just like, you're a fool, you know? Right. You know, and again, like I say, I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm not a medical professional, but I do have common sense and I do follow in. In my intuition and I do believe in quality of life over quantity I think there's a lot of people that suffer for a very very long time that are very very sick that are just slowly dying they're not living and I know that Jim didn't want that and I know that I wouldn't want that so my my search was to find something that we thought would be good for him Mm -hmm. not just prolong his death and be miserable so um, prayer, we just searched and searched and searched, and we ended up finding a facility in Mexico that was a combination of alternative and traditional medication, or medicine, I should say. They did a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did local hyperthermia, which basically kills cancer cells within the tumor using a safe like infrared wave. So it's they have, um, I guess you could say it's kind of in the same sense of radiation, Kind of, mm-hmm. but 
like the safer, healthier version of mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. A gentler version of it. A gentler version of it. They use, yes. And you said that was local, like here in the U.S.? or was Local that... hypothermia it means oh, that like, it's, it's targeted. It's targeted. Gotcha. Yep, localized. Targeted okay. too, so they put it directly on his head, and they targeted it right to that area. Um, pretty cool yeah. treatment plan that they have. Yeah. Um, second one was low-dose chemotherapy. So, okay. again, they did say here chemotherapy was something that they wanted to do. However, again, using his immune system for immunotherapy was important to keep that intact. Mm-hmm. So low-dose chemotherapy was just a way to be a little bit more delicate. Um, it's not as strong. Mm-hmm. So how they do that is just by dropping your insulin levels. So then your body receives the chemotherapy at a lower dose. Interesting. So it's not – so you don't get so many of the um, – what's the word? of Side effects? Side effects. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> that I'm like usually that. not the person that, that is comes it. up with the that word. That is it. Um, okay. Then um, whole body hypothermia. Um, they did, my gosh, a lot of IV infusions. Mm. They basically fed the body every type of vitamin and mineral, amino acids, tons of building blocks to make his immune system as strong as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of herbs. They did a lot of herbal treatments, things like that, that were really good for fighting cancer cells and tumors. Um, I would say the biggest thing that I learned going through a more of a holistic approach was obviously food. You know, what sugar does to cancer. It's Mm -hmm. literally like a feeding frenzy. Mm -hmm. So um, we put him on basically a pretty much of a vegan diet. So he ate very, very, very clean to not feed the cancer. Mm -hmm. You know, so I would say diet... If anything, was what they were thinking was probably one of the most effective things that they've seen. People literally can cure themselves just with food. I've wow. heard that. There's like books out there about like starving the cancer mm-hmm. and basically that's the sugar. Mm-hmm. And and we were talking about this. We've done a podcast with a couple people who are into fitness and everything. And it's really about feeding your body the right foods so that you can fight off infections of all kinds, right? It's not just cancer. It's even the common cold the stupid COVID. Yep. Right. We could have been in a lot better shape if we all were in eating better in the, in yeah. the United States. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that again, it's our responsibility to, you know, take care of our health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many things that we can do to be proactive. You know, unfortunately we do live in a reactive state. Most yeah. of us, right. You know, it's, we wait till it's too late sure. and your body is so sick and so broken that it's very hard to repair. Mm-hmm. But by taking care of yourself day in and day out, and even just doing a lot of these treatments, you can, simply just do for yourself it doesn't you don't have to have cancer you know a lot of people i think just truly suffer from fatigue and brain fog and aches and pains and we're always so we think it's normal to feel like crap right (laughs) we do and inflammation oh huge again inflammation is the biggest one inflammation from sugars from fats Mm -hmm. that are not good for us yep let's make a note that jimmy was not in bad shape he was not overweight he was not this was he not, never was sick ever. no and, and as mm. a man it's very hard to take care of your body men don't yep. believe in it like nope, it's they just yeah you you know if you're married to <laughs> yep. one or you're having a relationship with one a man they're just not open to being proactive for their own health exactly it's very difficult totally totally yeah how did you find this place in mexico um researching online yeah so i mexico was kind of the easiest for me there's mm-hmm. places all over the world but again we were still dealing with covid so a lot of places weren't receiving new patients or you couldn't travel there um and mexico i live in southern california so yeah. it was in our backyard basically you can drive to yeah 
TJ. And no that's problem. where they actually have an entire medical facility in like the center of Tijuana. And it's when I mean, again, I'm I'm again, I'm from California. And so when you think of going to Tijuana, Mexico, you're like, wow, that probably is very scary and unsafe and dirty, dirty, gross and all that. However, um, I was pleasantly surprised. These facilities were beautiful yeah. they were beautiful yep. buildings that were brand new state-of-the-art equipment like i mean the doctors and the staff were amazing they made you feel extremely safe you always had a driver you always had somebody with you um i mean was it american doctors um yes and no both 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 so through through your research how did you become comfortable with the fact that this was a reliable place to go and what they were going to be doing was actually going right. to be working for Jimmy on some level. Right. Um, I have to say it was pure faith. Okay. I truly believe when you ask, you know, the Lord does show you and reveal where he wants you to be. And as frustrating as it was, because I had a very, I mean, I'm talking, I had to figure out this in days. Yes. I had like three days. Right. Yeah. You're, like you're, the time frame here is, I sound like it's months, but I mean, we were in Mexico for seven weeks, so right under two months. Yeah. And so um, it, everything happened so fast. I mean, I was just, I had days, like I didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of research. And so, um, I mean, I did as much research, my family, my friends, we were all searching and doing as much as we could in the short amount of time we had. We went to Arizona first, and mm-hmm. that was a bust. And so after immediately regrouping, literally getting in the car, trying to head home, is when Verita Life called me, and they were like, you know, we have availability. We can get them in. I actually talked to the doctor. I did a video tour. I talked to a, a man there um, that had gone through brain cancer. Uh, he had basically not glioblastoma, but he had a gil- giloma, I want to say it's called. I don't even know exactly the name of it. Mm-hmm. But it was like the cancer right below Jimmy's. Okay. So he had a brain cancer mm-hmm. um, tumor, I'm sorry, that he had treated there for the last, you know, couple of years. And he's lived a great life and mm-hmm. was thriving. And he would just go on to his checkups. So, you know, hearing him on the phone, like, I just felt like I needed to hear everything that they were saying. Yeah. And it was just a leap of faith, to be honest, because we had right. no other choice. Right. You know? Did you, looking back now, are you thinking, mm, if I could have gotten there sooner? There's always, not regrets, but like decision making that could have been done differently. I think if I could live life in reverse, I would not have gone through with having him have the brain tumor removed. I probably oh. would have gone straight to treatments because really? where Jimmy's original brain tumor was, was I think he would have had a better chance at all of these procedures actually working. Oh. The problem was, is we cut it out yeah. and it grew back. We yes. pissed it off at that point to the worst place possible, right in the center of your brain. So it was very hard to get to. Oh. Surgically was impossible at this point. And even, you know, I mean, obviously your skull is the center of your brain. is very hard to target. Mm-hmm. So even these treatments, you know, it would have been a lot more effective, I think, had it been in the original place. So oh, wow. I do feel like I probably wouldn't have jumped into that. But again, you know, you, you can't live like that. This was no. God's plan for his life. And it's just, you just don't know what you don't know. Nope. You know, I think that if there's anything that I learned is to just follow your gut mm-hmm. and to just know that God is in control. Mm-hmm. You know, I am a control freak. That's my mm-hmm. personality. I like to have things in control. So when yeah. things get out of control, it's very scary for everybody, I think, for most sure. humans. yeah. But I do think that it is our responsibility to 
pay attention, to use our own instincts, to use our own brain some, and to be an advocate for our family members or ourselves or whoever it is that's going through the process because unfortunately, I believe that the medical system does not have our best interests in mind. It's Mm -hmm. a business. Yeah. You know, and I believe that they're in business to make money. Yeah. And they're, you know, and they're only human as well. So they're doing the, they're making the best decision based on their knowledge. I always say, I don't think it's doctors that are, I think doctors are amazing. I think they have good hearts. I think they go in to do this because they want to serve people. Mm -hmm. I think it's the business Yes, that the, has their hands tied. They, well, all you have to do is turn on the TV for one second, and the commercials are all big pharma, which is yeah. really gross. We should not have that, by the way. I it mean, should not be allowed. That's a whole new podcast, yeah, but totally. it, it should not be allowed to be yeah. on the radio or on the television. It's not anywhere else in the world except for America. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I think it's just yeah. a matter of anything that anybody listening to this can know. If you are going through any type of health, anything, yeah, you know, just from just feeling achy and tired all the time to any type of chronic disease is to know that there are a ton of treatments out there that truly can help mm-hmm. give you your life back, that you can yeah. actually heal the body. You yeah. don't have to destroy the body in order to heal the body. You know, the right. body, God made it extremely smart and extremely powerful is if you give it what it needs to put it back in alignment and balance, it really can do that. Unfortunately, that takes work. And I think a lot of times we have grown as a culture to just be like, what's the pill I can take that's going to make me feel better? Immediate gratification is the name of the game. Yeah. But is is it gratifying? No. Because you're not really better. No, it's not. You're not, you don't know what it feels like to feel that sense of, health yes you know we're just so used to feeling like crap and right. i think that's not how god intended us to live has this experience changed the way you approach your own personal health care 100 <laughs> percent. would it, like give us some examples if you don't mind of some things that maybe you're doing differently yeah um very much more aware of what i put into my body a lot more so i mean i definitely have changed in sense of just watching what we eat things i used to think were like pretty decent and healthy i'm like yeah. You know, like everything breaks down to sugar. Like it's true, who it knew does. that? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm like, oh, you can't even eat a piece of toast like without it breaking down into sugar. But I mean, I think that just being more cautious of what goes into your mouth. I think, um, I think stress is a big one. You know, I think that um, I think emotions are a big one. I think that I think, and I I'm a genuine believer that I think emotion truly is what creates disease. If you actually Mm. break it down, I think that that's what I've learned through my healing process. Um, I think that we hold so much stuff in because we're always just supposed to just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving that, you know, actually healing yourself, not just from the outside, but like from the inside, you know, things that we've been carrying with us our entire lives or childhood or even generation of stuff that gets passed down, I think plays a huge toll in our health. So I would say that for me, I've gone through so much healing um, in emotions more than even physical. How do you do that? Are you in counseling? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. therapy is a big thing huge. for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, huge. And I think that that is one thing that people that are going through a rough time in their lives, if anything that they can do to help them get through is being vulnerable and knowing that you need support and you can't do it alone. And it's okay to just need to lean on other people. Um, Again, I'm not super traditional. So I, um, the therapies I do and I love, I love um, hypnotherapy. 
and I love body synergy therapy. I think those two therapies have genuinely changed my life. What are those two things? What's hip- <laughs> that's, oh, my eyes just all what's hypnotherapy? What is that? Um, hypnotherapy is instead of changing the conscious mind, like yes. our, our logical mind, right? Yeah. Our brain. Yeah. It's the subconscious. It speaks to the subconscious. So okay. it's our natural reaction, right? So our subconscious mind is basically, I want to say the part of you that's connected to God, the part of you that keeps us alive, you know, keeps our heart beating and it keeps us breathing without having to think about it. It's our instinct, our natural. Oh, the reptile brain. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Basic. Yes. Yeah. So the natural thing that keeps us alive. Well, unfortunately, as much as it feels like it's doing us justice all the time, sometimes your subconscious mind will pick up things that it thinks it's serving us when it's really not. Mm. And so um, hypnotherapy changes the way that your subconscious mind feels and sees the situation. Wow. So it actually can change it from like a deeper level rather than, you know, logically we're like, okay, yeah. well, logically I know that doesn't really make sense, but it still feels off. Yes. So it's correcting that feeling of feeling off from the inside. So okay. Do you get put on, like, do you go TikTok, look at this? And, <laughs> no. You know, um, so how did that work? Like, you're so, getting sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> so a woman that I actually met, um, I met her while Jimmy was still alive. And I, um, when I started going through the process of, you know, what causes disease, and a lot of it came back down to emotions and uh-huh. things that we've carried with us through our lives. And so... My doctor, Dr. Karamati, he's in Los Angeles, he had told me that um, he had met Gail Glassner, and she's the hypnotherapist that I he introduced us to, and he said that she changed his life. Mm. And so he's like, I this really... This is an MD who said that. This is an MD. Mm-hmm. Dr. Michael Karamati, he's an amazing doctor. He's yeah. an MD. But he said that he she changed his life. Okay. And so he was like, I think she could be really good for Jim. This was early on into his you know, diagnosis and keeping his mental strength there. And so um, we went through her treatment plan with him. And so um, by the time she went through his plan, it was a little bit more difficult because he'd already had brain surgeries and it was already kind of hard for him to think logically already, right? So I think still speaking to the subconscious mind still works, but I think a lot of it was influenced by me because Mm -hmm. I was the one kind of advocating for him. so we did set up a – it's basically a session where she kind of sits down and she just talks about your life. You know, tell me about your life. Tell me about things that, you know, maybe you feel like hold you back. Um, so you kind of talk out loud through a session first. And then she puts you through a hypnotherapy session where she kind of talks to your subconscious mind. And so she – it's very relaxing kind of. You know, it's you lay back and you're closing your eyes. And it's not that you're like in – it's almost like, a, have you ever meditated? A prayer, meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, that same place where you go where you're focused, deep. you're deep, and mm-hmm. you're just kind of tapping within. Um, that's what hypnotherapy is. And so she puts together a customized, you know, treatment plan, I guess you could say, or a hypnotherapy session plan that um, I listen to. It basically, I still, today, I probably listen to it three or four times a week. Uh, just at night before bed. Oh, so she's oh. speaking and you're listening mm-hmm. and it's and like it, a recording. It's, it's a recording of just um, kind of anchoring in things and just reminding you of things that are true and things that are not true and, you know, things that you want to change and things that you want to, um, I guess, let go of. Sure. You know, it, it just, it really kind of helps all around with that. I have to say, I mean, it just, it's helped you release a lot. So you've seen a change in, in your life. Huge. What in do you therapy. feel 
like you've released, like let go of? Anything specific that you want to share? Um, I would say yes. Okay, so specifically, a lot of things that I think that, again, you carry through a child going yes. through growing up, you know, into your adulthood – I would say for me, a lot of it was I came from a family that was my parents were divorced Mm -hmm. and, you know, my mom and my dad, you know, we had split custody and it was never really like there was no certainty, I guess you could say, growing up, you know, Mm -hmm. so I was always trying to control everything and feel like, you know, I need to have, you know, certainty of what's happening because my life was just kind of unstable, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I think that that unstableness is what I kind of grew up with and you know I always wanted stability but I didn't know how to get that Mm -hmm. and I always was looking for outside things to feel stable and I realized that nothing on the outside could create stability within me it was because I was lacking that yes and so I would say hypnotherapy for me probably helped me the most realize when things feel out of control or things feel scary or it teaches you to tap in and to know that God created you enough just within you. You don't need outside things to make you feel strong and centered and balanced and together and stable or whatever word you want to use. He made you that already. And so it was kind of going down the timeline of things in my childhood that had happened that I was like, ow, okay. At that point, my subconscious mind, I was just trying to survive. I was a kid. And so I, I picked up patterns or feelings it was a feeling almost Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you just kind of carry with you the rest of your life yes and as soon as you're like oh okay well i see that feeling and now you release it it just changed something Mm -hmm. you know i just feel like you know for me whenever i feel like again out of control or scared you know doing life alone now and having to you know raise two kids and you know everything on your plate like you it, it is that sense of like oh my gosh, like, can I do this? It's a lot, you know? And then I feel like I'm so grateful for that. It's almost like a confidence booster because you're like, yes. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, I know inside myself. I know inside myself that Mm -hmm. I can do this. And it's just like that tap in. So I feel like hypnotherapy gave me that confidence to know that I have everything I need to live an amazing life because well, that's what God wants. That it's un, it's incredible. What's the second therapy you you mentioned? So body synergy therapy. Yeah, what's that? Is um, so Lupita. She's in Marietta. She's been a lifesaver. I've worked with her for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I feel like God prepares you for things. Right. Yeah. I started healing journey a long time ago, even before Jim so, got sick. Okay. And so I've always um, I suffered from really bad anxiety mm-hmm. when I was. My whole life, actually. I think my first panic attack, I was like 11. And so, um, I mean, to where you're just like, I can't breathe. I think when you come from that unstable environment, you tend to become controlling. Yeah. Because you're trying to, not in the sense of we want to be controlling as females. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love alpha male female roles, but sometimes we do have to tap into that masculine energy because we're just trying to feel safe. Yeah. But um, I would say that, okay, so body synergy is, I started it for anxiety. Um, I was having panic attacks like crazy. Anytime I'd go out of town, you know, we'd, and I can't, we camped a lot, but every time we go out of town, I would be, I was miserable. I was miserable on the boat. I was miserable in my trailer because I was so uncomfortable with anxiety. Now I'm really good at faking it, right? I was just going to say this exchange right here where Denise is like, really? Because I know you've probably (laughs) seen Lonnie out in the wild. Nobody would (laughs) ever, besides my closest friends. Nobody would ever know. she goes out a lot. It's not like, it's like once a year and then she gets 
anxiety over it. She's out every weekend. It was every weekend. And it's not a little bit of an out. Mm -hmm. It is on the sand dunes with motorcycles and four-wheelers and big-time driving a trailer. That would stress me out. I couldn't do that. I mean, all of these things, horseback riding. Mm -hmm. But internally, you felt it was debilitating, even though externally it didn't show. And it was, and it's an anxiety, which I'm sure anybody that's listening that has anxiety knows anxiety comes in waves. So it's not like a constant where Mm -hmm. you're just the entire time in a state of anxiety. It's having a good time and having a good time. And it's like, whack, smack across the face out of nowhere. Then you're just like... Yes. You know, you feel like you're dying. Yeah. You know, it's the most, I used to tell Jim all the time, I'm like, I literally would rather have no arms and no legs than deal with anxiety the rest of my life because it's that debilitating. debilitating. Yeah. It's exhausting mm-hmm. and it's, it's scary. It's yeah. the most uncomfortable feeling on the planet. Right. And so, um, you know, I've tried medication, nothing mm. worked. Yeah. And so again, that goes back to, I'm grateful that God gave me the brain I did, but what the doctors were telling me wasn't working for me. Yeah. And I was like, there has to be a reason that this is happening. And so I just started asking the right questions. You know, there has to be a way to heal this. There mm-hmm. has to be a way to go around this. And so I worked with Lupita, started six years ago. I'm going on three years now. I haven't had one ounce of anxiety at all. I feel yeah. like I've completely healed myself because I got to the root cause and I realized what was causing the anxiety. What's you know? the therapy though? What's the practice? Okay, so body synergy is, it's basically... It's very hard to explain. Um, so body synergy works with your energy, right? We all are energy. Mm-hmm. That's how we're made. Right. Um, energy gets stagnant and stuck. Um, you can actually get hooked with other people's energy. Yep. You know, you have to call them energy vampires. Some people yep. you leave and they're just drained. <laughs> we, we, we have a few. Yeah. yeah. Right. In our lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah. So you know. So if you go your entire life and you don't ever keep your energy flowing right and then it gets stagnant and it gets stuck so she basically helps she it's like almost like a massage but a very gentle top of the skin she just kind of puts her hands over you and you're she speaks to your body i always tell everybody i'm like the only way i can describe lita lupita is i feel like she's an angel i always say that <laughs> i just feel like she loves the Lord. She has a God-given gift. Yes. He, she's a healer. And she just is, she's never been wrong. You know, I mean, for everything that she's gone through with me, she's helped me remember my story. And I think that a lot of times, again, as a kid, you go through things and you we all just keep moving on. You just, you don't. You have to. You don't remember, right? And you're like, you don't really ever stop to like think back. And But your body remembers, right? Your body never forgets. Your body isn't just because we're getting older, like your body's still carrying it as if it was yesterday. You know, even if it's 10 years from now, if you haven't handled it or acknowledged it, it's still sitting there as if it was just yesterday. So it's going back and just getting your mind and your body connected. I think that's the best way. Mind, body, and soul. So she's talking to you, but she's actually laying hands on as well. She's touching you and Mm -hmm. she feels where energy's stuck. Oh, oh. And so she helps keep it moving you know she'll kind of start at your feet she works a lot on your head she does do cranial sacral therapy which mm-hmm. is basically um kind of like a drainage of i guess you could yeah. say like the membranes in the brain yeah um she does a lot of stuff but i mean the way that i feel like she has a god-given talent is because her hands almost can tell your story uh-huh. and it's very crazy of like just she she kind of tells your body that it's okay and it's safe to tap yeah. into those things that we've kind of been hiding from from ourselves. Yes. And so um, you just, 
she brings things out that you're holding on to that you don't mm-hmm. even realize you're holding on to. So basically. are you talking? Are you talking mm-hmm. while she's like, this right here you don't is have a real to. problem. And I tell everybody, I've been with Lupita for six years. I mean, she's like family to me. So yes. I mean, she's my safe place. She knows she she's my person that I lean on and I cry to and I break down in front of and I just lose it because mm-hmm. she's that safety net for me, yes. which I think is an important person to have. And it especially is. again, you know, going through when you have family members that are sick and loved ones that are sick, I very much like to take care of people. Yeah. That's my personality. I mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't ever want to be a nuisance and I want to be hard on somebody else. So even going into this, even though it was my husband that was sick, even though it was, you know, it was so hard on me, I felt like I was the strength for the family. Like yeah. everybody was leaning you on were. me. Yeah. Everybody, you know, was, you know, looking to me, which I was okay with because yeah. I think God gave me that strength for a reason. So right. I wasn't, I'm not complaining on that, but that person still needs a tap out person. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was like, who is this person going to be? Because my friends and my family, everybody was just as heartbroken yeah. because they all loved him just as much. So mm-hmm. I felt so grateful for her because she was the person that I really was able to lean on and, you know, talk to and break down in front of. I it's so. Lupita. I was going to say, <laughs> it's amazing that you had Lupita I before Lupita. Jimmy even 100%. got sick. Yep. That's incredible. Yeah, we built that relationship and we built that trust and so I it was like my safe place which I think everybody needs and I don't care again if you're going through a tragic loss or if you're just living day to day I think having somebody that you can lean on that can really help you and not even really give me it's not even about advice it's not even about her advising me it's she helps you with you (laughs) you know just like okay this is what your body's saying this is, you know, what it is. Yeah. Let's move it out. Let's, you know, acknowledge it and let's let it go. Isn't that the whole point of therapy, though, you is that think. someone isn't, you go into therapy thinking this person is going to fix my problem. But actually, the only job is you have to fix totally. your own problem totally. and the therapist is just sort of the moderator. And I'm a big believer, again, and again, I don't do traditional. I think that there is a time and a place for traditional therapy Absolutely. for sure. Mm-hmm. However, I'm also a believer that what you focus on is what you create. When you go to therapy and you just keep talking about the same shit yep. over and over and over again, yep. and you expect a different result, mm-hmm. you're not going to get one. No. If you go into a therapy where you're looking to release and let go, yes, that's what happens. Don't you think people really struggle with that? I think a lot of people like to live yes. in that chaos uh-huh. and that hurt and pain because mm-hmm. that acknowledges that it actually happened and that... It re- is real, but when you let it go, then you have to, it's literally a part of you that you're letting go. It's almost mourning mm-hmm. that portion of who you were and what happened to you. It could be, you know, uh, some kind of abuse. It could be, you know, a, a violent crime against you. There's this part of us that un- subconsciously, like mm-hmm. you said. That's right, where hypnotherapy comes yeah. in play because it goes to play together yeah. because, Again, yes, you have that in you. That subconscious mind is thinking it's serving you, saying, I care for you. Yes, you are a victim. Poor you, poor you, where that feels good. But ultimately, it's not serving us. So hypnotherapy will help you heal that type of feelings and mindset of based around it to be able to really allow you to get to, to the next level. To get to the next level and let it yeah. go. Yeah. Because I believe that, you know, obviously emotions break down into stress. Even it's like the underlying stress where you're just like, it's something that you're weighing on you. 
you know, 24 seven and then another emotion, another stress. And it just, it just adds up. Yeah. It just Until builds. you can't hold it anymore and sustain it. And then your body cracks. Do you have friends or family that go, Lonnie, enough with the alternative crap. Why don't you go to a real doctor and get yourself on some anti-anxiety medication? You know, I have to say no. Good. You know why? Because I feel, A, maybe they be, and I'm just not listening because I, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> but also, I think, um, I think because people see that it works. Yes. I think I'm a walking testament to know that, I mean, I tried. I was all for it. If you can give me a pill and I was not trying the Xanax, I was trying to Valium, I was trying every something to just take that feeling of terror away that yes. comes over you. Yes. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Mm -mm. It masks it. It, it. it makes you tired. <laughs> you go night. Makes night. You, it makes you feel <laughs> relaxed. I could say physically your body's relaxed, but it does not change that pattern it doesn't solve the problem mm -hmm. it puts it's a, a band-aid on it for a very short Temporary. amount of time until it comes back again. until it comes back your story is from beginning to end and, and we talked about this that you had never really talked about your story from be beginning to end until mm -mm. we sat down here and had this conversation and we've talked for a long time so this is going to be a pretty long podcast but i think people are going to glean so much information from you it is a sad story but with every story there is a transition to something else mm -hmm. tell us what's going on now in your life because absolutely it's not a disrespect to me to be able to move past this mm -hmm. it's not moving on and it's I don't know how do you how do you cat categorize that yeah I don't think I don't think moving on either is the right I think it's just continuing to live right right it's just it's continuing you know and I feel like I think I said you know earlier that Jimmy belonged to God he didn't belong to me. You know, I was lucky enough to be part of his journey for 20 years. And I feel that God put us on this earth to live our best lives. I believe that. And I think that God's plan for everybody's life is kind of our own responsibility to tap into. And so I think that, you know, losing Jim is there parts of me that are sad and angry and mad and frustrated? Of course. You know, mm -hmm. especially having two daughters that, yeah. you know, you see lose their dad that are young. Like, that part of me, yes. But on the flip side of that is I just know that God has such a bigger plan for my life, too. You know, he didn't put me through this storm for nothing. And I feel like I always, when I get discouraged or sad as I look to that, you know, and I've always felt that, God has always been so faithful to me. And so I think that, you know, fast forward is I know Jim would want me to live a great life. I know God wants me to live a great life. I know I deserve a great life. And I think that by believing in all those things, you create your reality, right? I have an amazing life today. And I think that I'm so grateful for that. You know, I feel like I'm in one of probably the best places that I've been in in my entire life. I feel stronger than ever. I feel happy. I feel balanced. I feel joyful. I feel so many great things. So I guess if there's anything of anybody listening to this that's going through a storm, I think if there's anything that I would pray that I can show people, and even on this podcast or even my friends or my family mm -hmm. group, is to, when you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, is maybe to be the light for somebody. Mm -hmm. To know that Life was freaking hard and mm -hmm. it was heartbreaking and it was tough, but I'm okay and I'm happy and I feel like I've I made it to the other 
I want to say the other side, but I made it through. And I feel like today my life is so much fun. You know, I have an amazing boyfriend that I met that I feel like is perfect. You know, I'm just like, I feel so blessed. And I feel like that was a gift from God and from Jimmy because he truly is everything that I would want in a human being. You know, um, I'm starting a new business that I'm really excited about. What's your new business? Yeah. <laughs> I, can't like, say, no, I can't say I can't say exactly yet, but okay. I will definitely be talking about it soon. So okay. yes, it's something that's in the works okay. that I'm really excited about. Um, my girls are doing great. You know, I've put them through body synergy and hypnotherapy. Also, another treatment which you guys have to look into is called Saraset. It's um, brain balancing therapy. Okay, that was life changing for Chloe. So. Um, I just, we've been focused so much on healing and growing. And I think if there's any things that help people go through a storm is to still set goals and look to the future. I think Mm -hmm. that that is what really helps get you through. And I know it's sometimes very hard in the midst of the storm to do that. So there's timing. Mm -hmm. But as I think that just to keep moving forward, to know that it will pass. And I think that even when I was in the midst of the storm, I remember not seeing that. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, Lord, like I can't take this one more second. Mm -hmm. You know, but fast forward to, you know, a little over a year and a half later where, you know, you look back and you're just like, wow, you know, my life is so good. And I did not think that I would feel this way even so soon afterwards, Right. right? However, I do feel like I believe that I deserve it. I think that that's a big one. I think that's a key. Mm-hmm. I think if you f- you get what you feel you deserve, and I just believe with all my heart that I know God loves me so much that I know that he doesn't feel that I was being punished or deserved that. I know that I deserve to live a great life, and I think that I am manifesting that because I genuinely believe that I deserve it. And so I think that that is a big part into why you know so many good things in my life are happening and also I think it's a decision you know happiness is I don't wake up just happy because of circumstances if I was based on circumstances life would be very stressful and scary because of a whole new chapter is I'm choosing to wake up every day and start my day off with gratitude three things that I'm grateful for I think just set your whole tone of your day even little things you know I mean just having a healthy body to I woke up you know woke up you know to wow you know I get to brush my teeth this morning like whatever it is we have so many things to be grateful for rather than looking at what your loss is so I think starting with gratitude is huge but I also just think that just keep moving forward you know keep doing things that you need for yourself, you know, in order to heal and survive and thrive. And it just, it takes work. It does. And it takes making yourself a priority. And it takes loving yourself to know that you deserve it. And I believe that every single person deserves to live their best life. And it's really up to us to create that. Lonnie, we loved having you on here. Oh, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for coming. And we we usually ask our guests to provide us with a takeaway gift, something that we can remember you by, something that we can give our audience to take away. Yeah. Do you have something for us? I do. I, this is something that I feel like I live my life by. And it says, life happens. Things happen out of our control. It's not what happens to us in life that determines our future. It's how we respond. So... You've, you've lived that. I try. Yeah, <laughs> Every <you> day. <laughs> uh, we're going to have you give us the five the five things that you learned. We'll, we'll post that. Okay. And we'll post the tag. And 
thank you so much yeah. for coming on. Thank it's, you so much for having me. It was it was amazing. Yeah. I've heard all about your husband for a long time. I knew that he built this room and was sort of a larger than life character. Yeah. And so when I heard that he passed, I was like, oh, no. I mean, it's one of, you know. Of course. Yeah. So we're we're very, very happy to have you on the Thank you so today. much. Yeah. Thank you for helping me. It was actually really awesome to be able to sit here. And I don't think I've ever told the story from start to end ever. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I've told beats and pieces, but everybody's been a part of the journey. So it was right. kind of, it was yeah. kind of cool. And a shout out to all your friends and family. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I honestly, I'm so blessed to have the amazing people in my life and everybody in my life. They know who they are. They've had yeah. my back and they've, I could not have done this without them. That's hands true. down. <laughs> well, thank you for being here and sharing and being vulnerable and real. And we just appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you to the listeners. Be sure to rate review and subscribe. We would love to hear from you on our Instagram to average girls podcast. Until then I'm Ann police and I'm Denise Cooper. We'll see you next time. Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Freese.